All right, everybody. Oh gosh, what's that? I think the microphone, the, the headphones are extremely loud today. Hold on here. There we go. All right, that's better. Didn't I did not plan for that? All right, we're back, everybody. Okay. Anyway, Fresh Takes Nation breaking news. We got we got a lot of stuff going on. Um, look, I. I we had, a, I had, of course, initially a thing planned here. We got everything, you know, like posted like that, you know, Super Bowl, Q's hoops, NBA trade deadline. But, folks, we could not anticipate for what just happened in the sport world. Luckily for me, I have a co-host with me again today. Man, myth, legend of the brother himself, Matt Felice. Matt, thanks for coming on. Thanks for helping out. Uh, I'm glad to be back, Paul, you know. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's that mic over there, I'll just let you know. Yeah, you weren't you weren't clipping earlier when I tested, so that's interesting. But uh, we good now? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Well, it's good to be back. I'm filling into the. I I've never sat in this seat before. The main uh, this is usually next seat over here. Yeah, I'm usually in the corner over there. But <laughs> you no, know, I'm ready to talk about. Just tell people the news, Paul. Well, okay, hold on. We here's what we got on deck here for everything. But um, obviously the the last ad there, Mookie. Uh, let's jump right into it. <laughs> Mookie, it's. <laughs> Breaking news. And not uh, my neighbor's dog, Mookie. R.I.P. Damn, son. Way to kill the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mookie Betts is now a Dodger. It's official. It's a three-team deal, but we have chaos raining from the skies. Um, so the, the, the main bulk, we'll call it the main bulk of the deal. The Dodgers are getting Mookie Betts. I need to figure this out there a little bit better. There we go. Mookie Betts. Um, David Price from the Red Sox. Red Sox, Red Sox are getting Alex Verdugo, and I believe. Let me make sure I get the name of this right here. They're getting Twins pitching prospect Brustard Gratterall in the deal. The Twins are receiving Kente Mahita. From the Dodgers, and then in a separate deal, Jack Peterson's going uptown to Anaheim Ooh. in exchange for prospect Luis. Uh, I'm gonna probably pronounce this wrong too. Rengifo. Uh, Ren Rengifo. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, I saw it. Um. Wow. Okay. We a lot to unpack there a little bit. I need to just figure this out. I wasn't doing this earlier on the sound check. Um. But okay. Yankee fan, this is tremendous. I love this. This is great because I tweeted about this back in it was the first week of November, right when the World Series wrapped up, because JD immediately opted into the deal, and I tweeted, I believe, a laughing ha 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 deal because really what happened here is the Red Sox opted to pay JD instead of Mookie. Big ol' yikes! Is what it looks like on paper, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Afterwards, so this is this is crazy. I, Matt, you're a GM, Jerry Depoto. Yes, yeah. You're a Mariner fan. Depoto is usually the one making all these deals. It's been quiet, but I, uh, I mean, you you keep your hand more or less on the West Coast stuff better than us. Yep. Um, you know, you call me the West Coast analyst. This you know? is this, it's just wild across baseball here because very rarely do you see the uh, perennial top five MVP guy in any sport get traded like this. He's got a full year of control left. Um. A lot of people were saying, of course, I think this was when it was San Diego being the front runner, yeah. that it would be a one-year rental. I don't think that's the case. I think he, I think L.A. might pony up here and sign him for long term. And I think, I mean, personally, but this is because of the way I am, I'd choose L.A. over Boston any day of the week, if you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> so I mean, what do you enjoy? <laughs> but, um, I mean, Wow. I just, I saw that on my phone about whenever it happened, like twenty minutes ago or whatever. Yeah, I was just like, well, I kind of knew it was coming because I, you know, I see the rumors all the time. Like, I'm well, thinking, but there's no way that the Red Sox are really going to trade Mookie Betts. Like, Mookie Betts, you're talking about maybe what top five player in the league, at least for offensive. For not, sure, not kind of at the very least a top five outfielder. Yes, exactly. So to see his name, and then you throw in David Price. Yeah. I mean. You could say what you want about David Price. He's over the hill, whatever he is. He's still solid. He's had injury problems lately. But to see those two names 
in a trade going to the same team is pretty yeah. wild. And you're just so I don't know if you could tell me a little more on this prospect that the Red Sox are getting. I don't really know much about this guy. Verdugo, yeah, I don't. His name is. Well, Verdugo, the outfield prospect, he uh, played some last year at the Dodgers. Um, he is, I mean, on paper he's going to be good. I mean, this was a guy projected. Would, yeah, you think so, you know. This was a guy projected at, at one time when everything, when the Dodgers, I'm going through, by the way, trying to get some updated stuff right here. Um this was a guy that, on paper, when the Dodgers first kind of got everything going here, you thought to yourself, uh, your outfield of Bellinger, Peterson, and Verdugo were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, things don't pan out. I mean, you think about Jack Peterson's really kind of has not panned out to the way everyone thought he has. Um, Bellinger probably at least to me, definitely probably, I think, a little bit better than what he was projected to be. I I think, you know, probably contact-wise, you know, overall bat-wise type deal. Um, So, (laughs) I mean, it's pretty wild. Um, Seems like nothing really of note the past 10 or so minutes at the very least. Um, (laughs) Just a lot of funny gifts. But... um, (laughs) Yeah, I, I bought, at least prospect wise, Boston ends up pretty good here. I think you could have gotten a little bit more out of the deal. In all honesty, I know for a while, Gavin Lux, uh, who is the Dodgers' top prospect, uh, at least position player wise, was in in the deal, and must be something happened here where either it fell out or whatever. Um, so he's not in the deal. Yeah. He is not in the deal. Um, Honestly, it looks like a salary dump. It really does. It, well, yeah. I mean, that's what it is, obviously. I mean. But, like, when do you include Mookie mm-hmm. Bet in a salary dump? You don't. <laughs> like, that's just. Bet that, that's the thing. You don't. Mind. You don't. A guy of no. his caliber, you don't. That's just. I uh, just. You know, and I I kept checking my phone. You know, I saw the trade, but I'm like, I'm thinking, Jared Poto, is he going to swoop in to be this third team, Paul? But, mm-hmm. um. That was not the case, as you pointed, right? It's, uh, who is it, Twins? Twins yeah. snuck in? Oh, yeah, with Mahita, that's right. Yeah. So I was a little, a little heartbroken. That but, Twins know. rotation now turns into a very scary, fr- well, at the very least, front five. They needed pitching. They with, got offense. With Mahita, they signed Shasin yesterday, okay. which now looks to be you kind of expend him out if you need to. Uh, you obviously have Michael Pineda, mm-hmm. um, but you have also Odorizzi, who, I mean, I knew about him obviously because of the Rays, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, he is a guy that is frightening. I do not enjoy facing Odorizzi. Um, yeah. He doesn't, I mean, last year's a bit different. He finally found a strikeout pitch. This was a guy who literally, I don't think I've ever seen a guy force people into so many grounders in my life mm-hmm. whenever the Yankees faced him. Um so here's what we got at the moment, at least in the three-team deal-wise. The Red Sox are receiving outfielder Alex Verdugo, right-handed prospect Brassard, Brassard Gratterall. Dodgers are getting outfielder Mookie Betts, pitcher David Price, and Cash. And the Twins are getting pitcher Kente Mahita. Okay. So that's where we're at right now, unless you're like me who follows the Foolish Baseball account, which is a great account. Uh, then you also have the Pirates receiving Chris Archer and the Rays receiving Austin Meadows, Trevor Glass now, and Baez. <laughs> Wait, I heard that happened a year that ago. Happened but... a year ago. But nice. um, hey, yeah, Nick, it's Nick's interesting to note. Nice. It seems as though um, not much, I guess, is fully known on uh, Garaderall. Um, <laughs> a funny tweet that. Just popped up is hearing Belt hearing from Beltron's niece that the Dodgers are flipping Moogie to the Orioles. <laughs> um But yeah, I mean that it, it's it's fairly interesting. I don't think much is known on uh, at least really the two prospects, at least immediately here, because I think much of the talk is going to obviously the main guys here. Um There'll probably be some other names. Yeah, I mean I think that's probably the case. Uh Got any other thoughts? By look, I can look up the prospects quick here and see what we got. If you got any other thoughts, um, nah. I mean, 
It, they got past physicals, but usually that's yeah. I know. Of, I know it's the hard thing right now. I guess the Dodgers are really looking at David Price's, obviously. So yes, that will be the interesting one. Mookie Betts, I don't see any problem with that. But feel okay. So I got uh, Gratterall's fan graph up. Uh, he's twenty-one year old right-hand pitcher, six-one-two-sixty-five. Um. He was projected to be a reliever for the Twins this year uh, before the trade. Uh, he grades out at 70 out of 70 for fastball, slider 60 out of 60, his chains up to 45 out of 50, command 40 out of 45, and his future rally at 50. Uh, yeah, I'd say this is a guy that's pretty good. Uh, last year, <laughs> he pitched at rookie ball, double A, and triple A, as well as the major leagues. Uh, so this is a guy who's kind of skyrocketed through the ranks mm-hmm. fairly quickly, at least in terms of that deal. Um, let me see if I can get the other guy's fan graph, Luis Grifo. Computer's taking its sweet time. So he's a 22-year-old switch hitter, right-hand thrower, second base by trade, uh, 5'10", 195. Um, he's got two options remaining, very little service time. Uh, was a guy in the Yankees system or at the Mariner system at one point, Really? by the way, looks like he was kind of involved in the, what was that raise deal in 2017? Was that the, uh, <laughs> raise deal? What about yeah, the what, eighth one, the ninth yeah, one? Yeah. Was that the, um, the one with the, which, wait, what years that we, we 2017, were was that the modern deal? 2017. Yeah. So that's a – DePoto's been here for probably three, three, four years now. Yeah. So it wasn't the Logan Morrison one. It was after that one. It might be modern. You might be right on that. Either way, he has some pretty decent grades as well, though. Uh, he was a seventh-rated prospect uh, for the Angels. Um, he did break his hand in September. Uh, they landed him on the 60-day DL at the time, so he should be – Theoretically ready to go uh, here in a couple weeks. 50 out of 55 hitting-wise, 40 out of 45 on game power. His raw power is a perfect 45 out of 45. 55-55 speed, fielding 45 out of 50. Throw is 50 out of 50. His future L is 45. So uh, both pretty good prospects overall, uh, much like um, Gastrol. He spent uh, – he didn't spend – all last year, he was at Triple A in Big League last year, um, but before that, had a pretty meteoric rise. Twenty eighteen went from uh, high A ball to Double A to Triple A. So, um, both guys who have rocketed up pretty good. So, prospect wise, appears to be fairly decent deal for uh, the Dodgers and Red Sox. Um, any last thoughts here? Obviously, if anything comes in of note, we'll come back to this deal. Uh, because it's really – baseball Twitter is shattering right now, to put it bluntly. It's, honestly, it's just – we'll see more details, but it's just it's, yeah. just, it's new. It's mind-blowing. It's kind of a little shocking. I don't know. It's kind of weird to see a powerful money team like the Red Sox make a mm. move like this. You don't see it very often lately. No. Usually it's like the Pirates or somebody dumping all their players, <laughs> getting everybody clear cap space. You know, it's, it's weird seeing the Red Sox being, being this team. That's all. That's my last comment on that. All right. So, yeah, if anything comes back to this, we'll find a spot to break into it. Back to the main stuff, though. After 50 years, the Lombardi Trophy's headed to Kansas City. Um, It was – I'll be honest with you. First half, I was not fully impressed. I thought first half was kind of ugly football overall. Mahomes played – they both played shitty. Yeah. Him and Garoppolo were not very good. Yeah. Uh, but second half, uh, money's worth for sure. Um, a lot of different things to dissect with this game. Um, obviously, start with Patrick Mahomes, who played, in all honesty, about three and a half quarters of really bad football for his standards that we put upon him. Mm-hmm. Probably his own standards, to be fair. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the final ten minutes of that game, he – Came into his own and did his thing. Although I, I think we're on the greens for the most part. Damian Williams probably should have been MVP. But uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, was able to take home that honor. 
Yeah, Mahomes, you know, led the way for the most part. You know, at the end. But David Williams was just that force all game that had nice run after nice run. I've for some reason with this guy, he he has a lot of games where you're like he's overrated, he's nothing. But when it comes to a big game like playoffs or like Sunday night football or whatever, he seems to show up in the big moments. It's just he's a very interesting running back in the league and uh I think he deserved MVP. Mahomes, I'm all right with it. You know, it's my boy. I'm, I'm all right with Mahomes. But um, I personally think Dan- Damian Williams should have been my MVP. Or the MVP. He was my MVP, technically. He won me some, uh, some cash on that last <laughs> one there. But uh, that's, you know, overall it was a good game. I mean, you know, you were there for the Super Bowl party. Yep. Always a good time. Oh, yeah. Um, good food. A um, lot of good festivities during Chim- the game. Chim- you know, Chim- the, always on point. <laughs> the... Uh, Twitter was pretty was pretty funny during the halftime performance. <laughs> yeah. That was uh, <laughs> that was something. That goat meme is the funniest video I saw on the internet that night. <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> but um, yeah, I thought it was a good game though. It picked up. It was slow at first, and then it got better mm-hmm. as it went on. Yeah, and then um, well, speaking of picking up, um, you gotta wonder, in some ways, what Kyle Shanahan was thinking. Really down the stretch of both the for both halves. Um, the first half, I could understand a little bit uh, why he didn't use timeouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, you get you get you're getting the ball to start the second half. It's a tied game. Um, at that point, you still had momentum in your favor. If you're if you're San Francisco, I thought oh, you had a minute forty to get a yeah. Or something. I think I I think it was the fact that. Um, Obviously, the run game was working very well for him at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, maybe he saw and – th- and that's the thing. I mean, maybe he saw something or his coordinator saw something that, you know, let's let them drain out. You know, another part of this, too, is Kansas City had all three of their timeouts, too, at the end of the half. So, it was probably a little bit of a Mexican standoff in a way. Yeah. You, you know, that. what – and and that's that's what I'm saying. I don't I can't blame Shannon for the first half deal because – they're getting the ball to start the second half. So, in theory, in a way, you want Kansas City to burn those timeouts. I mean, that that way you, you're the one with all three when they have the ball back if they mm-hmm. chose to do that route. If not, then you just go into the second half, status quo. You're looking – because, yeah, like you said, they had it to start off. So then that would mean it'd be like basically just – instead of getting it with a minute 40, you get it at the beginning of the half, which I think is yeah. kind of dumb. I, the part I don't like is that he – he doesn't call any timeouts. He mm-hmm. gets he lets it go down. I don't know how much time was left, like thirty seconds or whatever. Yeah. Then they run a few plays, and then all of a sudden, like, all right, let's throw one, and then they get they complete it for like twenty seven yeah. yards. I'm like, well, now you look stupid. You have like no time left to do mm-hmm. anything, and that's where I had a problem with it. But like, also being a rooting against San Francisco, I'm like, this is what are you doing? Idiot? Well, much, like, much like you with Mahomes, you know, I can't complain what 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 happened at the end of the first half. Yeah. So. <laughs> and uh, oh yeah, <laughs> um, but it just it reminds me so much of Atlanta at the yeah. end of the game when they threw the ball way more instead of running the ball, and Garoppolo, who normally their strength on San Francisco is running the football. They've got two good running backs for sure with Coleman and uh, uh, Moser that are both good. You can say whatever you want, Brita. There's a third, and they're th- Garoppolo threw the ball. Like seventy percent of the time down the stretch there. Yeah. Like, what are you? I and they had a lead too, and it's like, this was Kyle Shanahan. He was the offensive coordinator of Atlanta when they were in the Super Bowl. Yep. It's just Paul. It's just it's it's not even a coincidence. It's just like what he thinks is the right thing to do at end of in a big game, and it's it cost him. It really did. Yeah. <laughs> and I. I'm not obviously I'm not Kyle Shanahan. He's more qualified than I am in knowing how to do things. But <laughs> from a common fan, I think that was stupid what he did in both Super Bowls, and he's 0 2 in the game. So I don't know if you want to say but that's that's a fact right there. It's true. I mean that's true. Um, yeah, um, I think. I mean I, I I can't go without saying though Andy Reid finally getting a win. He's definitely good for him. I, he's one of the coaches I've always liked. Even when he was on Philly, I think he got a lot of he got a bad rap there for just stuff that 
it was not his fault. Um, especially at the end there, the way they treated him, I just mm-hmm. didn't like. And uh, I thought it was unfair with the stuff people were saying about him with Kansas City so up to this point. Uh, but, you know, again, I mean, I think that, solidis- that solidifies his, uh, for sure, now Hall of Fame uh, head coaching career. It's going to be interesting because this team, it's an interesting poll I saw on Twitter with the Chiefs that now, specifically Patrick Mahomes, you know, what what's more likely for him to happen now? One Super Bowl and that's it? One Super Bowl victory and that's it? Or four plus? And, you know, to me, I think four plus is more likely because I think this team now becomes, you know, the AFC frontrunner at this point uh, moving forward. You know, maybe not necessarily next year depending upon what the deal is. You know, with Brady and, you know, a couple other teams in the AFC. But, you know, I think longevity-wise for the next four to seven years or five to seven years. uh, Barring injuries. Yeah, yeah, barring injuries. This Kansas City team is your probably go-to AFC team now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, know, like I said, I think barring injuries and barring – you know, kind of this Mookie, bring it up a little bit here, barring a Mookie bet situation where the Chiefs don't want to pay Mahomes. I mean, this team is... You've got to be out of your mind. This team is it. Well, oh, I mean, fo- football is different than baseball in that regard. I mean, you're going to pay him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, barring something like that, I mean, this this I, I think it's more likely. I, now, personally, I think you only end up with two or three because uh, that's just the way football is. Mm-hmm. But I... I I mean, out of the two options, I think four plus is the better option than one. Yes, he has to. I think he'll win a second one for sure. Yeah, but because he's in the AFC, the AFC is just year after year is just struggles, and it's like yeah, the Titans look like they got something, but do they though? Do they? Yeah, exactly. And you got the Bills. We were saying they're back. I mean, yeah, they're a good young team, but is Josh Allen the guy? Like, who would you take in the thing, Josh Allen or Mahomes? I'm going Mahomes every every any any. Question or any conversation, mm-hmm. same. But like same. the NFC is so loaded though that he they can beat him in the Super Bowl. That's mm-hmm. so that's where I think he'll get some losses. I think he'll have like a Brady kind of situation where he'll be in it a lot mm-hmm. and won't win it. He'll, like Brady has a bunch a few lo- has losses in the Super Bowl. Like I don't know if he'll win six, but like I could totally see him having like maybe like a four and four record or something like that in the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's it's hmm. tough to get to the Super Bowl. It's not as easy. The Patriots make it look mm-hmm. easy, but it's it's, it's definitely not. easier than the <laughs> AFC. But it's still like it's still tough. Mm-hmm. Like they're, like for example, the other side, San Francisco, they're saying after the game, oh, no. they'll be back. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you can't you, say well, that. Well, no, in the I mean, AFC. you know, straight from your your in division with them with Seattle, and I mean that. That I to me I think that division is going to be the funnest division to watch oh, the next it's, couple it's of years because because you got Seattle who's obviously good you got San Fran who because really that defense mm-hmm. they're going to be good yeah and that's not knocking the offense I still believe in Jimmy G mm-hmm. it's just that they don't really have a number one they don't have a number one receiver uh, and personally I think anybody who does the carousel running back game dooms mm-hmm. herself in the end. Yeah. Uh, the Cardinals obviously are on the upswing. Oh, 100%. I don't think people realize what kind of is going on down there. They're going to be sub five hundred next year, but I think they're going to cause more problems. They were competitive at yeah. the end of this year. They were in every game. Yeah, and that that's the thing. I think you know. I think realistically for them, like six and ten is probably what they're going to end up at. Mm-hmm. But I could see seven nine fall really Yeah, and then you still have to kind of give a head nod to the Rams. You can't forget about because. That. Again, that defense is going to keep them in ball games for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you have a healthy Todd Gurley, that team is absurd. Now, Gurley is obviously with his arthritis, but um, again, I don't, I don't think golf is golf ain't Mitchell Trubisky. I'll put it to you that way. Uh, he's better than him. He's in all honesty, he's probably the fourth best in that division now. To yeah. me. I mean, but I, I'm not a golf fan, so yeah. I know I know you're not. But realistically, <laughs> even look, I, I think he's probably the fourth best quarterback in that yeah. division. But what's funny about that is he still is probably a top like 15ish quarterback. Yeah, he's a fringe down there to mm-hmm. me anyway. So, um, but that division is going to be probably the most fun to watch. Yeah, well, I, I tell you what, Seattle was literally an inch away from being two and zero in San Francisco this year. 
So, like, they're right there with them. So you you can't count them out to win the division next year because of that. And uh, obviously the Rams, they could 100% bounce back next year. Yeah. And then Arizona's sneaky. They won't win it next year, but they're no. going to – I wouldn't be shocked at all. they go 3-3 three and three in the I'll, division. I'll be honest with you because we talked about a little bit at the Super Bowl. If we, if we were doing a keeper league again for football, mm-hmm. I'd be keeping Kyler on my team. Yeah. I'd be on, I'm being honest. He was this number six fantasy quarterback this year. Yeah. People don't realize that. Obviously, I think he hit – he averaged like 200 yards a game, but he had like 50 yards on the ground. Like, on his yeah. own. Like, yeah. that in and of himself, obviously, at least for most league, it's five points, you know. Like. With the offense he's in with yeah. Kingsbury, they let him sling it. They let him throw it a lot. And then you look at the Rams. I I don't – not to say their path is going to be easy, uh, but at least for, the I think, the next two to three years, you know, Denver's going to be rebuilding still. Um, I love Drew Locke. I really do. But they just really don't have weapons around him. Now, they'll grow with him. Cortland Sutton's – gonna be a stud mm-hmm. uh, no he's a good receiver but uh the running back situation's interesting i don't know if i want to fully believe in the fool's gold with Lindsay and freeman at the moment Lindsay is i don't know if he's his who's yeah. the guy for cleveland that was awesome one year and then he was gonna he was on the cover of madden or something yeah peyton hillis peyton hillis i don't want to yeah. compare him to peyton hillis but that that's what I'm saying is because he had by the end of the year he was getting back to numbers he put up his rookie year yeah and but again like I don't know if that's a little bit of fool's gold like I don't know what to what to make of it um I'm imagining the Chargers and Raiders are both, the way it sounds they're both going to come out gunning for Brady which is ridiculous which <laughs> but but I think this is what, not to knock the Raiders here. But the Charger will be smart about this, only give them like a two-year deal, like, all right, this is our window, let's go. Whereas the Raiders, I see them giving them like a four-year deal and mm-hmm. just – but, I I mean, the Raiders and Chargers, they're both going to be fluttering at 8-8, eight and eight, I think, next year, barring, I think, unless they get like a Tom Brady, which this, this free agent market is not going to be good, you know, not to completely go off topic here, but it's the same deal. The Cowboys are in the same scenario as the Redskins are. Dak is going to be the best quarterback in this free agent class only because, obviously, his longevity. Uh, but he's bringing more to the table. He's got, at the moment, a better arm than Brady because Brady's old. <laughs> you know, that, that type of deal. So, like, the Redskins allowed Kirk to walk. I don't think the Cowboys are going to do that. I think you have to pay Dak. You know, well, do I going do to. I think Dak is worth that like ninety million? No, but he's got to be worth it to you because of that scenario. Mm-hmm. So because then it's back to the drawing board for the Cowboys. Yeah, what do we do quarterback or what? yeah. I mean, look at now look at the deal that the Redskins are in because of it. You bring in Alex Smith, and he was having a great year, but obviously <laughs> you can't control health. <laughs> yeah. In fact, he wants to come back is scary. Yeah. <laughs> but look at look at the place now the Redskins are placed in because of that. If you're Dallas, you have a window at the moment. Like you have to take advantage of it. Yeah. So uh let's uh let's move on. We're getting off topic there, so um let's uh let's talk NBA trade de- trade deadline to go back to trades here. This is going to be a fairly interesting Thursday in NBA because the East is so wide open. Um, the West, maybe not as wide open, obviously, but you have bottom teams that are in interesting spots. So let's look at the sellers first, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mainly, and we'll bring them up last year because I want to get your full-blown talk out of it. You look at Golden State, they're in an interesting spot. Obviously, Clay's going to come back healthy next year. Obviously, Steph will be back healthy next year. Is he done for the year, Steph? They're targeting March now, which I which I understand because they aren't going to play him, obviously, full whatever. Yeah. But it's more or less getting reps in mm-hmm. at that point, which I understand. Yeah. Um, the way it sounds, D'Angelo Russell is – I don't know if he's going to get moved – but the way it sounds is if the right deal comes around, he's gone. <laughs> he's good. I think he's good. The team on that front end, which is funny, is the Timberwolves, who in my mind should at least be selling. 
and this is going to sound bad, but nothing's really going on up there wise since they've gotten this core. Blow it up. You can get a load for Cat. And despite whatever, you can still get a pretty decent haul for Wiggins. His skill set, somebody will, somebody will at least risk it. You could at least if you're a contender. Like a three-team deal or something, yeah, you know? which will be interesting. Um, what's odd is one of the selling teams that I've noticed, which I think will also, it will probably be one of those deals where they'll flip something into buying something is the nuggets um the way it sounds you have like Hernan gomez who who's getting minutes but because michael porter's back and playing well and will barton's having another great year you know his minutes have kind of gone away i mean he's still getting about i think like in the 10 to 15 range only because they've been stretching him to a four yeah um they could flip him and try and build something off of that. They need, to me, the Nuggets need some guard help. Um, well, when's Murray coming back? Is it? It's got to be. It's soon, but I mean, you could always. Their backups beyond Murray aren't. No, great. I their you know what I mean? You, think it you know, Malik Beasley. I I like Malik Beasley for fantasy purposes, but he's not. He can't do stuff Murray does. No. You know. But this is an interesting spot. If you're the Nuggets, you know, can you flip Hernan Gomez to get something to, say, get a D'Angelo Russell, you know, or someone like that? It's an interesting spot. Um, both a spot, though, that we agree on, Matt, Andre Iguodala, Um Normally I'm a player's guy in terms of let them do what they want. If they want to sit out, sit out. But this whole entire deal with Iguodala is terrible. Because Iguodala, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. Iguodala is – one of two players in our generation that we forget about in the star category just because for the most part they're just quiet or you know they're on a team that just doesn't get talked about you know like when he was on the 76ers this guy was freaking amazing he won a gold medal on the olympic team but like him and joe johnson for me are like side by side like they're (laughs) they i think if they were like slightly like more talkative like They'd be stars, but mm-hmm. it's whatever. But uh, this whole entire deal with Memphis is crazy because now we have the players revolting against him, um, effectively saying trade him, and we want to see him out on the court, which to me sounds like, hey, let's bust his ass. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, what, I know uh, we've talked about a little bit. What, what are your main thoughts on the Eagle Dollar front? I 100% <laughs> am team Ja. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the guy is ridiculous. Like, the – Play with Memphis. Like, Memphis isn't even a bad team. Like, and he's treating them like they're horrible. Like, they're, they're, I mean, they're better than I thought they were going to be this year. Well, Ja is, I knew Ja was going to be good. I didn't think he'd be this good this quick. But, like, I just love seeing them going at each other on their, like, Dil, who was it? Dylan Brooks? Was <laughs> Dylan Brooks, John Morant. Uh, there was another kid, another guy, too, in there. <laughs> just going at this yeah. guy. These guys, these kids are like 23 years old, and Equidel is like a 36 year old man. And they're just screaming at him, like, get the hell out of town, and stuff like this. I don't think they should trade him. I said, screw him. Just let him sit there and do whatever the hell you want. And yeah. don't get him what he wants. Because he wants to go to L.A. He wants to get the heck out of here, go somewhere warm with a good team. And um, I said, screw him. You know, <laughs> He wants to be this an asshole to these guys. Let yeah. him do it. Yeah. But um, it's just it's funny seeing. Because I'm a big Iguodala fan. And, like, I was. And I don't know. He's... Lately, he's been bashing my Knicks. I mean, who wouldn't bash the Knicks? But like, <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> and, uh, he's just—he just seems like he's a grumpy old man who just doesn't get wants his way, and he doesn't get it. He's gonna take it out on the younger guys, and that seems like what's going on here. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a fan. So some of this popped across my line here, which was of interesting note. Breaking news? No, not 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 breaking news. This came. It's technically came across earlier today, but it's coming across the ticker for me. Kind of off the bat, the Clippers are in search of a center. They are weary of facing a Denver or a Jazz because obviously Gobert and Jokic are really two of the biggest. So it sounds like the Clippers have inquired about Tristan Thompson and Dwayne Dedman. Really? Yes. 
Tristan Thompson. Who's who is? By the way, he he's having a reclamation reclamation style year. I have him on my fantasy team. He averages like at least fantasy point wise at least twenty a night. Um, yeah, he's had a really good year. Um, your Knicks though made big news today, firing Steve Mills. Um, Sounds like uh, Urgy from the Raptors is Dolan's prime target, although I don't think he'll come. <laughs> well, they're going to have to pay. To I know. Him. Well, and based based on some prior comments yeah. uh, made. Uh, but it's interesting because, uh, you know, I I think we'll see, um, you know, I, I don't think we'll see a complete sell job on the Knicks. I think you'll see moves be made. Mm-hmm. Uh but I don't know if I'll. I don't know if you'll see a Frank Nikita get moved. I don't know. You know, I, well, I'm talking about the younger yeah. guy. Like Nikita's had a really good year. Um, kind of un, just because they're the Knicks, he's gotten swept under the rug nationally, talk wise. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a guy who, you know, in a way, he kind of missed it by one year being a rookie. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think if. If that was the case, I think this year he'd be smack dab in the talk of rookie of the year. Yeah, he's had a good year. Um, could could score a little more, but he's defensively. Well, yeah, but I mean, his defensive. I mean, you bring it up defensively speaking, he's been great. Um, you know, I pass, He's doing the things the traditional point guard really does well: mm-hmm. defend well, pass as well. He has a really great IQ that's developed along very nicely. You know, I being honest, if I'm a Nick fan, I, I think Bobby Portis is gone. He's, somebody's somebody's gonna pay for him. Well, I'll tell you right now, Trier's gone. Yeah, just because they want to give do him a favor because he's not mm-hmm. playing at all. Which mm-hmm. why I don't understand. But so he's gone. Dennis Smith, who is supposed to be the big possession, the big prize they got in the Porzingis mm-hmm. deal, besides the picks. Sadly, is going to get traded for like a second round pick, something not even like it's depressing. But I think he's gone. If the DeAndre Russell trade is true and mm-hmm. that actually happens, I think you're going to see some like Portis move. But maybe a Knox. You're not going to like what I think they should do, but but the big number, the big one's Marcus Morris. Yeah, and what are they going to do with Marcus Morris? Yeah, me personally. I like Marcus Morris. I think he's a good piece to the team. Sure, it's not Marquise. Nope. Not, it might, you know, it could be. They could have switched positions. You never know. But, like, I think – so, based on Steve Mills getting fired, I think based on what I've read and heard is that he wanted to keep Morris and Perry and Dolan said, hell no, we want to get – we got a good – this. we can get stuff for him right now. Let's trade him. And Mills is like, oh. It's almost like Mills came in with a bunch of trade ideas, and they're just like, because what the hell? He's getting fired two days before yeah. the deadline. Like, hey, guys, I got this idea and this idea. Steve, just go home. We don't want you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, like, Steve Mills should have been fired five years ago. You know what his winning percentage? I don't know if I'm 100% accurate in this. It's like 32% he's uh, won since Yes. There. The Bruce Allen treatment. Since he's been there. He has done nothing benefiting this organization, and yet he never got fired. Today, Knicks fans, we should celebrate. Uh-huh. Something good finally happened to our organization. How sad it is, because Steve Mills is a very nice guy. Yeah. You uh-huh. hate to see stuff happen to people like that, but like... Nick's Twitter was losing it today. They were sending memes, dancing. Everyone's going nuts. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, I uh, yeah, I didn't think. I know Nick obviously doesn't. I don't think he thinks that you should move him. But yeah, I I think you can get a nice haul for Morris. Yeah. I at this point, he's got he's having a he's career. Got, he's got one more year on his deal. No, but, one year. Oh, no. I thought it was a two year. Nope. So obviously, but, but what, it's something like he's having a great year. He can plug in. I think a bunch of different places. He's kind of switched the past couple of years. He's switched the narrative on him, uh, for the most part. Um, somebody can pony. Somebody will pony up for him. I think you can get a nice slew. Well, whether it's just draft picks or a draft pick and a player, something like that. I think you can get a nice package for him. Teams that really want him are the Lakers and the Clippers, and the Lakers, the Clippers can't really give much for him. The Lakers can give like Kuzma. They can give <laughs> a pick. They have more, based on what I've looked at and just looking at the rosters, and they've got more to give than the Clippers, which is why I think if he is going to get traded, it would be the Lakers over the Clippers. But then you've got the whole Knicks 
trading with the Lakers deal, and I don't know. We'll see, but yeah, I mean, I it's gonna be interesting. Maybe they've sure. got a they've got a Araldis uh, Chapman thing going on where because he, <laughs> he really likes playing in New York. Yeah, and he he doesn't want to get traded. He likes wants to help them rebuild here and get better. So maybe they've got something in the mix where they're like, "Hey, Marcus, we're gonna trade you. Get a bunch of stuff here. You go try to win a championship. Do whatever you gotta do." You come back this off season. They're gonna have money. They're not getting anybody free agency right now. They gotta prove it. So just pay them this off season if you want them for like a two or three year deal or something like that. I think that maybe that's what's happening. I don't know, but mm-hmm. he doesn't want to get traded. So there's got to be something maybe more to it. So we'll see. Yeah. But. So let's uh, let's shift gears. We'll uh, get a quick plug in here. Serenity One Sports is heading to Waterloo on Friday night. Ooh. Some Finger Lakes won. High School Basketball Hoops, Finger Lakes East Action, Wayne against Waterloo. Myself and Nick Felice on the call there. Live radio Friday night, 725. Sure, check that out. Then there will be a video replay. Um, I think it's 9 or 10 a.m. Saturday morning. I'm leaning towards 9 a.m., though. Um, I think that's what it is. Wait, video replay, explain yep. that. Yeah, so um, we'll have the we'll have I believe Jeremy Hunt's coming up with us. Uh, he'll man the vi- the camera for that. Um, and then on Saturday morning, just kind of like running back in a way. I mean, I'm oh, not, so you guys are I, doing radio. I for one don't know how that technology works. So you guys but, are doing radio yep. during the game, but yep. they're videotaping as well, and that is yep. being shown Saturday. Okay, yep. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're on the right path. You're, you're on the right. Um, yeah, so it's uh, we're entering the official stretch run to sectionals here. It's going to be interesting. Um, Wayne's got a couple games in hand still over the rest of the, the league anyway in the East. Um, so they'll have a nice little test, I think, Friday night against Waterloo. If Waterloo comes out of the gate shooting pretty good, this should be a fun game to watch. Um, so tune in, 7.25 on for radio Friday night, FingerWeeks1.com all the clicks from there and if you so choose to on Saturday morning live video replay and then out that'll obviously be up on YouTube mm-hmm. after the fact uh, say quick hello to just Bren 0701 G hello thanks for tuning in Nick Felice thanks for watching as well uh, fun here one uh, don't understand what your comment really means but thanks for uh, tuning in um, I mean, I mean, I I don't know. I I personally feel like we gave you news tonight with Mookie Betts. Yeah. I mean, yeah. for those people out there that don't my, have smartphones, that my are bad. Watching, <laughs> that are watching somehow on a de- de- mobile device. Our bad for being out here doing our thing. Uh, can't appease everybody. <laughs> All right, let's move in the foul topic uh, for sure. Get a few minutes out of this, but uh, uh, usually I don't get a Syracuse fan in here. Uh, but the Syracuse basketball team. They're hitting their stride. You know, obviously a stumble last week with both Clemson and Duke, but in my mind mainly Duke because uh, that game really was – we could have had, I think, more. But um, this team, I, you know, and this is something that me and you talked about. This was a team I said if they imp- they're going to improve throughout the year and they're going to get better. Yes, um, they are. They're showing it. Mind you, I'm still one of the guys I, I think Jimmy, Jimmy Bayheim's time's kind of come and gone. Coaching wise, yeah, but uh, I agree to disagree. This, well, no, no, no. But this was you have to give them credit for getting this team where they are. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, still, um, it's been fun. Dolajai has been the MVP of this team. Oh, uh, at the same token, Elijah Hughes makes a really really good argument for being a co MVP. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Buddy Buddy shot well. Joe Girard has shown some really great signs so far. Uh, and then there's personally my favorite guy coming off the bench, who I think should start at this point and Quincy Garrier. Awesome. I love uh, Quincy. He's been great. Uh, this team has been, like I said, it's a fun team to watch right now. Uh, it's still because I think expectations are so low, mm-hmm. relatively still, even though for the most part, everybody, ooh, we have some breaking NBA news. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, apparently, this is per Shams, uh, the Warriors are moving on from trade talks with the Wolves regarding D'Angelo Russell. Oh my God! Here come the Knicks. No, <laughs> no. Why can't they just draft a point guard, Paul? But uh, either way, um, but yeah, I mean, this team's been fun to watch at the yeah. very least. You know, I they're they're a fun group of young guys to watch. Um, 
you know, it, it's it's funny. I ended up going uh, to that pit game. You were at the pit game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because I felt like if that game was two weeks before, I might have turned down the tickets. I really would have. But you want to turn down my tickets? Though. Not well. Your tickets are a different story. <laughs> your tickets are outright a different story. <laughs> but uh, this team, man, I tell you what, they they suck you back in. Syracuse says it's a magical way of doing things. They like do that. the cardiac cues for a reason, Paul. <laughs> yeah. So yes, they've lost two in a row, but honestly, they've not played bad in those two games. If Dolajai doesn't fall out, they probably beat Clemson. Let's be real here. Duke is Duke, like. The fact that Syracuse competes with them just shows how good of a coach Bayheim is and how like you know how uh, how much toughness they have because Duke is like five stars mm-hmm. and four stars and a lot of them like they have a player who no one even talks about I don't know what his number is there the one guy for him but um he's like the 38th best freshman coming in this year and he's nothing if he was on Syracuse he'd be the he would be like, we'd all be talking about him. He'd be our number one option, all this stuff. But he's not. We are stuck with, like, the three stars. And the fact that Bayheim still gets his team to the tournament and that they make final four runs just shows how good of a coach he is. Like, they can't – Duke is good. Duke is going to – you have to play well to beat Duke, as Bayheim said after the game. They didn't shoot very well. They, they didn't. They missed a lot of threes that they should have made. And they um, – it just came down to that. And it's not like they played bad. If you're a Syracuse fan, you have to love the backcourt for the future with Gerard and Buddy. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just it's so exciting. They're both I can't even imagine how good they're gonna be when Buddy's a senior and Gerard's a junior. I think they're gonna be good next year. This is just the first this is literally like the first level of rebuilding to them being maybe a Final Four contender again. Next year is one of those years like this year, if they make the tournament, it's a bonus. You know, it's mm-hmm. awesome. What a run. Bam should be up for coach of the year kind of deal. If they make it, next year's goal should be to make the tournament, maybe make a Sweet 16 run, just enjoy it. And then the year after that, maybe get that big player to come in as a freshman and then run with it that year, you know? Yeah. They got a good future, Syracuse. I like Quincy a lot. I really do. Mm-hmm. Sadibe is your favorite, I know. No. God. <laughs> Chukwu uh, 2.0. And you have, and we have uh, Dolajai for another year still. Like, yeah. That's exciting. And I just like that they're com- – because – Early on in the year was like the first time in a long time as a Syracuse fan. I was like, I can't even watch them play. They're, that, they're this bad. Yeah, you know what like, I mean, though, by the way. I'm never about the like that game. with yeah. my team. Well, let's see something with the Mariners when they're bad for a while. The but, like, <laughs> but, like, usually Syracuse, I'm in it the whole season, even when they're, like, struggling mm-hmm. in the ACC or whatever. Yeah. But this year, I was like, I don't even know what to think. This this is ridiculous. But now they're finally turning an edge. And we'll we'll see. Joe uh, Lenardi had him like second four out yeah. or whatever. We'll see how it happens. You know. Got a question for you because this popped up on Twitter, and I agree with it. Thinking back on it, specifically with instances from the Notre Dame game oh, and the, the uh, oh, home Notre Dame game, okay. the Clemson game, and the Duke game, mm-hmm. Gerard's got a little bit of Diefendorf in him. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like not like playing. Style, but like attitude, <laughs> like de- he's got some Diefendorf in him. Gerard is going to get in. He's a pest. He's yeah. going to get in there, and he's going to mess with you. He's going to get in your head, and I love it. I love it. I mean, they need a guy like that. You definitely do. Dolajai would ki- is kind of usually the typical of that kind of player, but he's a nice. He doesn't. He really talk smack. Dolajai just does his thing. Yeah. But like Gerard, someone's got to fill that void. Get in. Uh, for example. Uh, Gibbs his head on on, on Notre Dame, get in his head, make him make him hate you so much. Distracts, put all the put all the pressure and the stress on yourself over the rest of the team, and that is what you need. One of those guys, he kind of reminds me a lot of Patrick Beverly with with the uh, oh yeah with uh, the Clippers. Yeah, obviously he's a better he's going to be a better shooter than uh, Pat Beverly ever would be, but well, he's all right. Gerard and Buddy are literally going to be competing for the scoring title in Syracuse. I have that hunch when it all comes down to it. If they stay four years, yeah. Buddy is. I mean, I, don't, I, mean, I think, I think they both years. stay four. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, but Buddy's now showing signs of some NBA in him. Buddy's six six, you know, and he can shoot. Yeah, That's, I mean, this seems fun, and you know, like I said, they got the young guys on the bench. They Goodine's got some time recently. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Gary has been playing a huge ton. Uh, Edwards has gotten in some games now because of the foul trouble. 
but he's shown some promise when he's been out there. You know, he, he just got put on some weight. Yeah, it's some muscle. Um, Howard Washington's played some big minutes recently yep. as well. Um, but this is a fun team to watch. I'm excited for the final few games here. Um, what's they, nice is they got that week the week off here. They uh, need overall speed. Doja and, and uh, Doja had a black eye already post game in that interview. Hughes have been, been beat the hell yeah. up every game. They need some rest. They need a yeah. week off. They're getting at so we'll see. Yeah. yeah, big fun stuff for the Cues. I'm happy to finally talk about it. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. Even if they don't if they don't go anywhere, I like the improvement they made mm-hmm. in next year. I'm excited for next year. You know, we'll see what happens. We'll watch it play out. Yeah. All right, so that wraps it up here for the podcast this week. Um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Um, if you haven't already, like, share, subscribe on the YouTube channel for Fairleaks One here. Then we get not just our stuff, but uh, the basketball games, uh, the Upstate Hoops podcast, keep you up to date there. Um, Fairleaks Weekly, all the fun stuff on that realm. Matt, thanks for coming in. I really appreciate yeah. it. Always Get you time. back in here soon again, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Um, do you have anybody that you're shouting out? <laughs> I'll take over it. Just because I know I was just in a group message with some Red Sox fans. Oh, no. I know who you're shouting out. I'm going to shout out my buddy from college, Rob Armstrong. Oh, pour one out for poor Rob. <laughs> what uh, are you doing, Mookie Betts? What's wrong with your team? This poor kid. I can only imagine. Became a big Paul fan this weekend. Or last weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> You all did. <laughs> yeah, Paul. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, we'll get out of here. Um, oh, there we go. <laughs> Finally got that up, right? All right, we'll catch you guys here next week for a Fresh Takes podcast with Russo and hopefully one full least. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>